Well, let's, um, let's open up in our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 10. We spent the last several weeks um, of the year um, talking about receiving your harvest. Do you remember that? Amen. Receiving your harvest. And um, because the Lord, it was back in 2005. Um, now, I'm not saying it's, it happens every week or every day or anything like that. But the word of the Lord came to me and he said, the people are getting real good word. He said, but they have no metabolism. He said, when you teach them how to sow their seeds, teach them also how to receive their harvest. Sometimes we take for granted what we know and we assume everyone knows what we know is doing what we're doing. Um, but I like something that the late John Osteen used to say is he would say, uh, preach what you take for granted. Teach what you take for granted. And um, so I, I actually overcomplicated that word to tell you the truth. Don't ever think you're getting too simple. It's better to be too simple because God can speak through simplicity more than he can complexity. And even if you don't get out much, God can speak to them far more through the simplicity of what you said than he ever could of you just getting so theological, you know, that they don't even understand the words you're saying. You know what I'm saying? So it, you don't have to be articulate um, or know really deep because, you listen, everything God's done for me, it never, oh, thank you, Lord. It never was something because of something deep I found out. Anything God's done for me, any level of faith I've come to, it never was out of response to something deep I discovered. It was something simple. I believed it. With his stripes, I was healed. I didn't need the whole course. I didn't need the, 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 the college level uh, uh, course and exam, you know. With his stripes, I'm healed. Hey, I need healing. That's all I need. Shoot. Come on. It's people that don't know they need something. That's the ones that need to be convinced. And they're not ever going to be. Don't waste your time on people still uh, requiring you to convince them. They're not ready yet. Amen. But it's the simplicity. It's the simple things that, that we learn from. And, and, and the Lord said this. I hung up on the word metabolism so long, you know. But, but basically, metabolism is simply strength. And, and, and uh, in the context of metabolism, it's the ability or the strength to, to process food that you ingest. That's all it is. It helps to get the nutrients out of the food that you just ate. Amen. And so that it can be digested properly. That's all it is. All right. So say strength. My people are getting real good word, but they don't have strength to produce the word in their lives. That's how, it's like you're, it, it's like some people are happy because they're in oblivion. You know, <laughs> but then there's it, it's hard to be happy when you know there's more, but you're not experiencing it. It doesn't mean you're in any better position, but at least in oblivion, I thought everything was going great, <laughs> right? But I don't want to live my life in oblivion, do you? Yeah. I want to live my life knowing the full truth of God's word concerning his promises for me and having the evidence of it in my life to back it up so that I don't have to get in a theological debate about people over blessing and financial increase. I could say, <laughs> looky here. <laughs> Amen. 
I don't have to get into finance, uh, a debate over, over whether or not Jesus wants to heal today in the New Testament because I could say, looky here. You know, look at, look at this example. You know, you, you got it evidenced in your life. Amen. How many, how many want to be able to process God's word in your life to where it's not just a truth you hold in your mind, but it's a reality you hold in your hand? Amen. I do. How about you? Amen. And we can all come up into more of that. And so um, the cure of that is, he said, when you, teach them to sow, when you teach them to sow their seeds, and I'd been doing a lot of that, and the more I thought about it, the more I realized um, that there is so much more teaching on the sowing part than there is the reaping part. As if all we had to do was sow, and then just everything else just came automatically. But it doesn't. I've talked to people who were tithers long before I ever was born. And I heard out of their mouth say, I don't understand. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. They're talking about the sowing. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. But I can't ever seem to be blessed. I can't ever seem to come up another level in my finances. When I say I'm blessed, y'all, I'm talking about I was making less than $8 an hour. But God was moving and I recognized it. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Remember, it's individually defined, prosperity, and, and it's geographically defined. Amen. I even know some missionaries, man, that exceeded and, and, and uh, went above and beyond that geographical definition. And they're believing in for Starbucks and places that, don't even, that, that would never even imagine having a Starbucks. Or, you know, oh, do they need a Starbucks? Well, why you need one then? If you ought to have one, they ought to be able to have one over there in Tucumcari, whatever, whatever kind of, whatever third world country place that is. I don't even, that Tucumcari is here, but I don't even know where. But <laughs> I've never been there. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, uh, so I even know missionaries that have exceeded that, that geographical definition and said, you know what, that might be their definition, but I came here with a different one. And no one ever be able to say I'm all about money because there'll always be more I'm doing for them than I'm doing for myself. And the more I have, the more I can do. Amen. Did you find, where did I tell you to go anyways? Okay. Proverbs 10, 5. Are you there? You better be there now, boy. I mean, if you're not. He that gathers in summer is a wise son, but he that sleeps in harvest is a son that causes shame. All right, and so, so before I go on with this, I realized whenever I was reflecting on this word that the Lord spoke to me in 2005, um, I realized that there's a whole lot more teaching on the sowing part than there is the reaping part. And um, just because there's a harvest in the field doesn't mean that it's going to be gathered in the barns. Amen. Tommy and Curtis are here right now. They're farmers. You ever just had your cotton just bail itself and take itself to the gin? It'd be nice, wouldn't it? But it never did. It, it, Tommy's really shaking her head. You know, it would be really nice. <laughs> but it, it, why do we think it all of a sudden has to work that way when it comes to spiritual things? Why do we think it's the exact same principles in sowing, but we think the reaping is just like this supernatural, spectacular thing that just is going to happen? But it ain't. Listen, why would the Bible emphasize um, a lazy son sleeping in harvest if whether he slept or not had anything to do with it coming in? You think he's trying to give principles to farmers? No, he's using that as an illustration. Farmers already know that. It would insult their intelligence for this to be a, a lesson to farmers, please. 
When Jesus was saying to sowers, let me tell you how sowing works. He wasn't talking to farmers. They knew more, really, he, they knew more than he did about farming. He just was using an illustration from overhearing conversations they had about it. That's the only thing I can do. So it says, he that gathers in summer is a wise son. So that's wisdom to gather. But he that sleeps in harvest is a son that causes shame. All right. Um, so is it possible to sleep through your harvest? Huh? I mean, if you're, if you're asleep during harvest, it ain't going to come in. It ain't going to come in. And, and, and I don't care if it's peaches on a tree. They could be big and plump. But, if, but if, if, uh, if you're asleep and you don't ever go out and check it during the season, they should be ripe. It's going to rot right there on that tree. They're not going to wait on you to come pick it. In the natural, it won't. It's not going to do that in the spirit either. Okay, so um, now then, that was Proverbs 10.5. Look in Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for you shall find it after many days. Give a portion to seven, and also to eight, for thou knowest not the evil, uh, what evil shall, shall be upon the earth. Now, it says here, cast your bread on the waters. This is talking about sowing seed. And it's actually not like bread, like loaves of bread that they're throwing on the water. Let me explain to you what that was. Um, it was a quick way to spread seed, and they would go to the river, and they would throw their seed into the river and the river would take the seed downstream and it would come to the banks and it would grow a crop all the way down the river. But what's interesting to me is it says cast your bread. Well, they, um, it, it doesn't mean they took bread and threw bread in the water. They were calling the seed what it was going to become. Mm. You see that? The, the, and so, so that when it's sowing your finances or whatever it is, you 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 gotta you gotta know what it's for. Amen. When you got a need, you sow for it. You see, it seems to me like in, in especially in charismatic or even word of faith circles, we just want to confess it. But the Bible says you better sow it. In fact, until you sow it, you're really your confession. You're just kind of spinning your wheels because you hadn't acted on this other word here. Amen. Come on. And so um, I, I'm thankful for the word of faith message and, and, and confession. Amen. I believe in blab it and grab it. That doesn't offend me. I am a blabber and, I, and I'm a grabber. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, you know, it's, they're not mad about what I have. They're mad about what they have. <laughs> How about you? You know, you could say that they're not, they're not mad about what I have. They're mad about what they have. Lord, help them. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Lord help them open their eyes cast your bread upon the waters for you shall find it the bread after many days well if it was real bread it wouldn't have to wait many days they can go down there and find it right away it wasn't bread when they you see that it wasn't bread when they cast it but it became bread after many days and it says when you go downstream and start gathering that weed or whatever it was they were sowing you'll find it after many days it takes some time but we want to we, we get discouraged when we sow a seed and we don't see the harvest tomorrow it didn't say tomorrow, it said many days. You know how long many days is? It's longer than you think it should have been. <laughs> All right? One of the reasons people don't receive the harvest is because they grow weary in well-doing and they don't reap because they faint, Galatians 6, 9 says. All right? See, the fact that they called seed bread tells me they were expecting something. They knew what they were going to get. 
Cast your bread on the waters, for you shall find it after many days. Give a portion to how many? Okay, so, so you, you give a portion of what you gathered. See, when you get a harvest, all of it is not for you. It says give a portion to seven, and it says yes, uh, I like that in the Amplified, it says yes, even divide it to eight. I mean, isn't that something? It's like, it says, for you know not what evil may come upon the earth. So it's like, it's saying, um, give a portion to seven. Well, actually, why don't you make it eight? Because you don't know the tough times that are ahead. Doesn't the word of God think completely different than we do? Because the world says, give a portion to seven. Maybe you ought to just start with three. Because you know the tough times that are coming ahead. You see that? But the word says, give a portion to seven. For your sake, you better bump it up, given to eight, because you don't know the tough times ahead. Amen. The evil day is just simply the day that's just not working out for you, man. And it's usually more than 24 hours. <laughs> it's a season, okay? And, uh, but what you do now in the seasons of, of increase and blessing will determine how your life will go in the evil day. When things aren't going so well for you, you know, and the economy's lower or whatever, you know, um, you're not dependent on your salary. Your job is an avenue, not a source. And if you get the seed out there after many days, it's good to get ahead of this thing because you don't know when the evil days are coming upon the earth. Right. And so if you prepare ahead of time for the famine, then there'll be more than enough during during the season of famine. Amen. All right, so give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be on the earth. And, and then he's talking about people's excuses and reasonings for not doing this, for not being generous. Um, if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. Um, how many want the clouds to give rain on your seed? Did you know, did you know if it don't rain on you, can get the, you can, I'm not trying to discourage you, but you can get the seed in the ground. <laughs> you can get the seed in the ground, and if it don't rain, there ain't nothing going to come up. We'll say, like, Pastor, I know I can't make it rain. Oh, my gosh. Well, there's things that you can do that, that will cause it to rain on your seed. Um, for one thing, let me tell you this. The tithe is what opens the windows of heaven. Why does the Bible talk about opening the windows of heaven? The windows of heaven are open every time it rains. When the windows of heaven are open, that signifies rain. Tithe opens the windows of heaven to rain down upon your seed. And you need to understand this too, um, that tithing is not your giving. Tithing is not your seed. Deuteronomy teaches that the tithe belongs to who? It belongs to God. Now, you can't give what's not yours, can you? You just return it to him. You recognize the tenth of what I've possessed, what's come in, my income, my increase. It belongs to the Lord. I'm getting this out of my hands as fast as I can. Amen. This belongs to God. And every time you tithe, you recognize that he's the source of the total supply. That you give him 10% because you recognize that he gave you the whole 100%. And the tenth is acknowledgement that he's the source of your total supply, past, present, and future. You do not give until you get past your tithe. And so you've got tithe that opens up the windows of heaven, 
and it rained down on your past giving, on your past sowing. Come on. So give a portion to seven, also to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree falls toward the south or towards the north, and the place where the tree falleth, there shall it be. Now look at verse four. He that observes the wind shall not sow. And he that regards the clouds shall not reap. Okay, so we saw in Proverbs 10, 5, it's possible to sleep right through your harvest. And here in Ecclesiastes 11, verse 4, um, that the weather or the conditions in your life can be compared to a storm, right? Unfavorable conditions that make you think, well, you know, this is not a good time to sow. Whenever that thought crosses your mind, that's the prime time to sow. In fact, you need to have already had seed in the ground before the storm because you're going to receive from this one after many days. You need, you need to harvest from past seed. Oh, come on, y'all. You getting this? Does this make sense to you? So I've heard it said this way. Um, there's actually a song, Keep on casting your bread upon the water. You ever heard that song? And it's going to turn back. I don't know how the whole song goes. But anyways, but I heard somebody minister one time that, that you know, you, it'll return after many days, the seed, the, the bread you cast on the water. But if you continue to cast it on the water, it's good. And that's how the song goes. Is it, it's going to come back. What? On every wave. Right. So you just, you got a lifestyle consistently sowing and sowing and sowing. The season for reaping, you only have to wait for it once if you do it right. And I, I know I've proved tithing works. I've proved it works. I know it works. Um, when when it, it, it will connect you to every promise God has ever made in, in the word. And the reason why God doesn't bless people who to the level he could when they don't tithe is not because they're in trouble. It's not because he's angry. It's because until you recognize God as your source, any blessing he brings you won't think of it as a blessing. You'll either think you did it for yourself or it was owed to you. And listen, when you're generous, you'll have to learn this. I've learned a lot of it. I may still be needing to learn some of it. But it is possible to be more generous than a person's ability to show gratitude. And if that's the case, you're not helping them. For one thing, it's destroying a relationship. Because where there's not honor, there can be no friendship. Come on. It's hurting the relationship. And another thing, it's hurting them because they're never learning to really look to God for their source. But it doesn't mean that I shouldn't have done any of it. Maybe God did want to bless them. Amen. Sometimes God will God will bless people just to see how they act with it, to see how their heart is. And God's blessed you, you enough. See, this is your this is your mentality. See, God's blessed you enough that no one could take more from you than God could give. If we thought like that every day, wouldn't that wouldn't that cause us to rise to another level in our in our faith walk and our love walk and our authority walk? Amen. Were you just good to all? I like something Pastor Mark Hankins said one time. He said, you know, um, don't mistake my generosity for ignorance. You know, but it's, it's, it's prideful. It's, it, it's immature to withhold goodness. That's offense. When someone, you know, that's offense. 
God's good, not because we're good. God's good because he's good. Amen. So maybe God's watching how you act when people don't treat you right with your generosity to see whether or not he can bring you to another level of, of increase in generosity. Amen. Okay, he didn't let that, you know, um, tear him up, you know. It had him for a little bit, but they rose up and said, Nah, devil, I reckon I ain't letting this happen. I'm blessed. Nobody can take more than God can give me. If I made any mistakes, Lord, help me, show me. God says, yeah, now I can bring them to another level. It's not our perfection that gets our promotions. It's our humility that gets us our promotions. If it relied on our perfection, none of us would be where we're at today. Am I helping somebody here this morning? It's our humility. You know, sometimes I think, too, uh, I remember when we were, when Kathy was pregnant with Caitlin, you know, it's like, ooh, how do I be a good parent? Like, well, I'm about to learn. Kind of like Pastor, you know, Pastor Bracken asked me to pray about it. I just knew in the heart, I, in my heart, I was supposed to. I was like, how do I learn about Pastor? Pastor. <laughs> this April will be 15 years we've been here, still learning how to Pastor. Nope, I didn't learn it all before I started. Glad I didn't, because then I just thought I knew it all. You ever met anybody that's a know-it-all? The thing about know-it-all is that they, they, they don't know it all. <laughs> We're in a, a process of discovery. Amen. And, and seeking the Lord. Amen. If you got it all figured out, you just ruled out God. Amen. Don't need him anymore. We know how to do it. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. So, so I, I, I keep on getting off this, but I do want to say it so I can at least say I said it. No, I, it, it, but <laughs> um, thank you, Jesus. I said, prove God. I know it works for me. It's worked for me. I've proven God. I didn't just try this. I said, you know, and I even believe, you know, he'll, he'll entertain people. But there'll come a point where he said, all right, you need to quit trying me now. It's time to obey me. Like I did it for you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like Moses with the children of Israel. He did multiple miracles through the rod that God had given him, right? Multiple miracles. God proved himself uh, uh, um, strong for Moses and the children of Israel through the miracles that came through his rod. And then when Pharaoh finally releases them and they go to the Red Sea, um, the people are like fearful and worried and afraid and stressed out. And Pharaoh's army's coming behind them and they're trapped at the sea. And they're like, what do we do? What do we do? Moses has this rod in his hand and he turns around and he says, we will pray and God will help us, you know. And God rebuked Moses. He said there in Exodus, in the King James language, it says, Elizabethan, it says, Wherefore criest thou to me? So, multiple miracles. Moses is like constantly like in doubt, like, oh, I can't talk well. And like, what excuse do you have today, Moses? You know, and God's merciful. God's compassionate. God's uh, just just um, long suffering with him and working with him. He says, OK, you don't want to do it. You want Aaron to do it. OK, we'll get Aaron to come help you. No, 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 no. OK, we do. We just go. Aren't you glad God works with you? But then there's going to come a day when you cry to him and he says, why are you crying to me for? Haven't already proven myself to you. It's time for you to suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> and that's what he did to Moses. He said, 
What's that rod? What's that you got in your hand? He said, there's a rod. He said, stretch it forth. It turned into a snake. It turned the Red Sea to blood. It brought the locusts. It brought the frogs. It... And you're going you're to cry out to me for help? I've given you help. He's like, oh. Right there in front of his whole congregation, boy. <laughs> I, I doubt they heard it, but you know, God was speaking to him. He's like, what are you crying to me for? He's like, wait a minute, y'all. God's talking to me here. Well, God, I'm really not technically crying. <laughs> but he said in other words he should have known by now so no more kid gloves amen we're not babying you no more and there comes a time where you need to quit trying God and testing God and seeing if it works this time well it worked last time I hope it works this time and if it don't I'm not going to be able to keep doing this amen I'd rather pay God than, than pay my light bill. Huh? Because what good does my seed do if it don't ever get no rain? Huh? And I'm giving money that really belongs to someone else. Calling it giving. That's stealing. <laughs> Amen. But I said, prove him. And it's like everything's screaming on the inside of me when I'm talking to this person. It's happened maybe two or three times that, that I could recall. Everything's screaming in me. Ah, you know, you just told them that God was going to prove himself by Friday. And I just said, yeah, I did. In fact, let's make it Thursday. Because <laughs> see, what am I doing? I'm answering the devil. Amen. Glory to God. It's time. Listen, you don't feel like you believe. You decide to believe. And then your feelings will catch up when the manifestation comes of what you've been believing for. But I've told these people, two or three that I could remember over the years, prove God with your tithe. You don't have to tell me what your salary is, but you take 10% of that and you give it in church. And you say, God, this is your tithe. You tithe the tithe. Say, God, I thank you. I recognize you as the source of my total supply. Um, you know, um, I worship you with this and um, I'm, I'm obedient to your word. You said you'd open up the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing. I don't have room enough to receive it. Now, you know, he can't do that tomorrow. If it's room, you can't receive it. That means it's going to be just like the seed took many days. The, the, those windows don't open and close in 24 hours. I mean, they're opened up and, and you got and 10 years down the road, you've got stuff pouring into your life from from a seed that was sown years ago. So don't ever say it's not working for me, you know. Because that'll be the day that it quit. Because you have what you say. Amen. But I said, just prove God. Just prove God. And without fail, God has always met their financial need or the bill that was due. And, and here's how I would pray. I say, God, not only meet their need in obedience to your word. They're proving you. This is on you, not me. I'm just your servant. And it's worked for me, by the way, so I can do it boldly. I know if they have the right heart and if they obey God and say, Lord, you said I could test you. I know you're going to do what you said you would do. Without fail, and I'd say God not only meet the need, but meet it in such a way that they could not mistake it for any natural way of provision. Let them know. No one else has to know but them. But let them know 
that the money came in a way that only you could have done. And that's what makes God God. It's not just getting the, the needs met. It's how he gets them met that makes him God. Amen. If it was just getting the needs met, you could read Donald Trump's book and find out how to make money. But there's a way the world gets it and there's a way God gets it. I want to get it God's way. How about you? Amen. Were y'all blessed by the word? Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Holy Spirit, we thank you for working in the lives and in the financial arena of every family here that's represented this morning at Family Harvest Church and those that, that could not make it this morning that are. We thank you for opening up the avenues of blessing in their life. Those that have struggled with the concept of tithing and i know god that you want to bless people i know you want to help people and get people out of the rut of uh of uh, of sowing uh, much and reaping little and and god and and uh, uh how to recognize their harvests harvest when you're bringing them their their way lord that 2016 would be a year of fullness and overflowing lord a year of greatness for them father in every area that they need father we thank you for it I thank you for those in this room this morning who just said in their heart, not because of compulsion or condemnation, but they said in their heart, I know God's talking to me about this tithing business. And so God, right now, according to your word in Malachi 3.10, I'm proving you. I'm proving you. From this day forward, I'm going to tithe. And, and, and you said that you would show yourself strong to me. And I believe you'll do it before this week's out for him, Father. I thank you. I'm not trying to get nothing from you. I want to get something to you. And this is how it works. When you honor God, he will honor you.